Hello and welcome to Dishing Out, the podcast all about food in Scotland. So we're back for series three and what a series I have lined up for you. For the next 10 weeks, I'll be catching up with food brands, content creators and some familiar names to find out a little bit more about them and hear their dream Scottish food safari that they have in store. New to this series too, I'm opening up the floor to you. Yes, that's you I'm talking to. To submit your food related stories for all to hear. From food pet peeve to food disasters, I'm all ears and you can submit your stories through the link in the show notes below. But back to today's episode and kicking off proceedings is a pie making brand that was at the top of my list when I started recording series one of the podcast back in April 2021. We finally managed to battle through busy schedules and sit down and record this episode back in July. I'm of course speaking about beer pie, the answer to a hearty pie here in northeast Scotland. It took me a long time to get my hands on these pies, selling off the shelf as quick as they're laid out. They never hang about long, but by God, they are good. In a previous food article for Hidden Scotland, I wrote, cue atmospheric music. <coughs> Picture a sturdy, short crust case, similar to a small plant pot and rammed, comforting filling. The pies are a treat to look at and also devour. If the pots of Bill and Ben were a brier pie case, no amount of wholesome storyline keep them safe from my fork and knife. And I'm still sticking to that script today. With popularity soaring for the brand, it was no surprise that the owners, also brother and sister, Dale and Jodie, would open up their cafe Bray at Chapleton, where, you guessed it, things are going swimmingly. But I'll let Jodie cover all that off in our chat about the story so far, what's next, and of course, plenty of food chat. Enjoy! Okay, so hot out the oven, like one of our brimming homemade pies, Jodie steps out of the Zoom waiting room ready to talk all things Breer Pie, the Bray at Chapleton, and share her dream food trip all around Scotland. Welcome to Dishing It, Jodie. Thank you so much for having me. Um, thanks for all your support on Instagram and everything. It means such a lot when you get feedback or responses or comments or likes. It, it does, it means so much, all the work that goes into it. So that response is really appreciated. So, so thank you. Oh, nowhere's tall. And I mean, you have such a good brand going that it is hard not to engage with it online <laughs> and be drooling at all the pies that you share all down all the food. Um, but we'll get on to that uh, later on in the podcast. So you're coming from a busy shift at your new cafe and lifestyle shop, Bray at Chapleton. What's been the sellout item today? Has there been anything that's been flying out? Oh my goodness, um, the sausage rolls for sure. The Chapleton <laughs> crew love a sausage roll. Um, so we were using Ingram's pork and Dale sort of mixed in story black pudding and fennel and chorizo. So we're sort of doing something different each day, but that has been the fly out. Um, three batches on today, instantly gone. Um, so you feel so bad when people come, come in <laughs> looking for them and you don't have them. You think, oh my goodness, but yeah there's a balance and then everybody loves a cheese scone I mean including myself but um, yeah a cheese scone and and yeah the, the sausage rolls have just been unbelievable so so yeah apparently they're a bit of a, a talk of the time which is nice um I'm glad that's positive um so yeah hopefully we can continue doing a good job with those absolutely love it and they look incredible as well golden pastry and you know sometimes you get sometimes you get a sausage roll and like you know like a greg sausage roll and it's like like a flat tiny bit of sausage in the middle but you have it's a proper good bit of meat in the middle and then good well, bit of pastry as well it's it's all about the ratio isn't it there's nothing yeah. worse than sounds terrible saying that too much meat and <laughs> too little pastry or too little pastry you need to get the balance meat, right so it's definitely the balance definitely the tuna definitely the golden crisp so yeah hopefully we've got that that balance right and 
I guess that's just being with beer as well. You know, it's, it's got to be decent pastry. It's got to be doing the basics right. I think that's what we've always stuck yeah. with. So hopefully we can do that again at Bray. 100%. So I'm buzzing to have you on today to talk about all your story and where everything started. Uh, when I started the podcast back in April 2021, you and Dale were right at the top of my list for people to have on the podcast, but obviously busy schedules and you guys have been full pelt uh, busy, but I'm glad we've managed to sit down today and get this uh, chat on the go. So don't keep me waiting any longer. Let's kick off what Breer Pie is all about. Breer Pie, like I say, it was really just doing something classic, something simple, but doing it really, really well. Um, so that's how beer started, to be honest. We we didn't have, initially, I know it sounds terrible, we didn't have pies like in mind. It was just an idea. I think it was just, we thought, right, what are we always disappointed with? You know, when you go and buy something in the shop and it's either lacking flavour or it's lacking seasoning, which is a huge pet peeve for me, or it's lacking sort of the crisp pastry. So, so Breer was really about, right, let's do something humble, something simple, but let's do it the best we possibly can which then led to working with sort of the best producers in the local area as well so it was like collaborating with those building that brand around that building a product that we could be proud of and have that has that provenance behind it um and then yeah just sort of like finding our tribe with it it was it was a premium product and we knew there was going to be that premium price associated with it and we didn't know how that was going to go um but we sort of just thought, well, we just have to do us, do what we think, do what we like. And we're not going to please everybody. There's always going to be a price bracket or a price range that suits different people. But for ourselves, it was like, let's do what we can. Let's do the best we can. And let's see who comes along with for the ride. So, yeah, when we went to our first Chapelton Market, um, which was, well, get this right now. I think it was September 2020. So, it was just absolute madness you know we made all the pies that we possibly could in the kitchen that we just got signed off and they just they just flew um and we couldn't believe it um and we thought at that point okay well we're maybe we're on something here it was it was a really good sort of test of the market to see if people were keen on trying something that we could offer so so yeah we started off with a very sort of simple menu with like macaroni cheese although I say simple you know it was the best that we could make it mm -hmm. um highland beef and ale working with grace at Aberdeenshire highland beef um and then chicken ham and leek we worked with ingrams for the pulled ham so so yeah we we created just this simple basic menu this classic original menu that then we could take to market test it and then as people sort of got to know us got to know the product got to know the brand we could then introduce something slightly different um where we then introduced you no know, lamb we're working with hilton of doris farm um then we introduced vegan options and other options as well so so yeah it's it's been one hell of a one hell of a journey and a complete blur to be to be honest um really good highs you know the feedback's been fantastic the following's been great the support we've had from bloggers like yourselves and you know our local stockists it's just been unbelievable. The numbers was just crazy um, to start with. I know Bayer and Ellen, you know, there was hundreds of pies each order they were putting in. We couldn't keep up, you know, we had to say, stop, we can't, we can't keep up <laughs> yeah. with you. Um, so yeah, we made process changes and um, we learned a lot very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, ultimately, 
think we got to a point where we were happy with the product, happy with the branding and have a really loyal following as well, mm -hmm. um, which we've been so grateful for. And they've sort of come with us on this next journey to Bray as well. It's exciting. So much you've packed into like such a short period of time, but it's great to see that growth like so quickly. And as you say, you didn't know if you were going to get it right on those first batches, but you just got to go with your gut and just see what happens. And if it didn't work, you would have changed up tactics, obviously. But it's good yeah. to see that you can, what you were wanting to deliver, you got to deliver and obviously change a few things along the way, I'm sure. But you've kind of stuck to what you set out to do, which is really good to see. Um, so how did that conversation all come about, about starting Breer Pie? Was it a light bulb moment? Was it just like something that you've always kind of spoke about starting up a business, but you just didn't know what it was? How did that all come about? Yeah, it was probably the more the latter point, I would say. Um, we sort of always went to places or tried places and said, oh, we could do that, or we could run a cafe, or we could start a cake shop, or, you know, my brother would make, um, and my sister, she's a great baker as well. Um extravagant like birthday cakes for my dad with um you know he's like an absolute DIY enthusiast we all I joke saying you know I've got like DIY in my blood type because <laughs> honestly like <laughs> if my dad could possibly do it he will do it you know and my mom as well they're they're both absolute grafters but but anyway um for my dad's birthday you know he would make cake with icing and there'd be like a little Stanley knife there would be um, a level a little hammer you know it, it wasn't just a bog standard chocolate cake it was you know it was a barber cake so it was like yeah. it had to, <laughs> had to have it all um on my sister's birthday we'd have like a really nice burn supper and my brother would make like the most amazing whiskey sauce with it or um my dad would then make an, an afternoon tea for my mum for Mother's Day and he'd make like the stands you know and it was just there was always something a little bit extra yeah. and we thought there's, there's other people out there who want that little bit of special. Um, it can't just be us. It can't just be us, you know, going place and thinking, oh, yeah, it's mm -hmm. just, it, it's okay. Um, but we wanted it to be wow and memorable. Um, sorry, I'm going on a bit of a tangent there. But no, I like this. No, it's that's, good. that's definitely how it started as a family. You know, we sort of toyed around with the idea, oh, we, we could start a business and this. And then it's just like most folk, you know, it's just an idea. And then I think it was just, I was out a walk, I think, with my partner at the time and just sort of hate and work and thought, like, what, where's my passion here? What do I want to do? And um, my partner's really supportive and he's kind of like, well, you know, just got to start before you're ready. You just got to go for it, see what happens. Can I, what's the worst that can happen? Um, that's what your savings are for. You know, what's the point of holding on to it? Just mm -hmm. live, live your life sort of thing. Um, so I did, I raised it with Dale. It was a family trip. We were away for the weekend and we thought right are we just going to get on this we're just going to get on with it now and on the car journey home i said to dale's like right well i'm going to need some help with this like branding um so i'd sort of inquired about 42 studio before in aberdeen um and i said to dale's like well i think it's so important to get the brand right to to get that message across yeah. get the right name to get the right feel i think for the premium product that we're wanting to put out there we need that backup um, so really that's that's sort of how it started and then I just got my project head on which has sort of been my career to this point and just planned you know just right this is the end game and just did a little bit every day just sort of built that block and at that point I was in a total Mel Robbins obsession um, <laughs> self-discovery journey um, so I just sort of five or three two one 
um, made little steps every day um, sort of inquired at farmers markets inquired just just kind of stepped forward mm. um, I was working full time at the time so was Dale and we just sort of just edged our way forward really um, and thought well if nothing comes of it then fine we'll just see where it takes us so so yeah that was really the start of Breer and then it got to our first event and Chapleton has been really supportive and obviously I've continued to um, to be supportive of us and what we're trying to do so that yeah that's really how Breer came about and then we were approached by some amazing stockists and that really after the market gave us that exposure that we needed um different markets up in Ellen and then in Aberdeen and then Bucksburn at Capleton Farm Shop um, and then out in Rocky Norman with Face Away and you know we did various bits and pieces um to get that to get our name out there and then yeah that's sort of where Breer is at the moment I guess yeah great and when we're talking about these pies these aren't your bog standard pies these are like big boy pies with a really good pastry <laughs> case that's how i always describe them, big boy pies um and it's that Didn't you say it was a bill and ben something i did your, uh... i did yeah and it's it's like i had no better way to describe it because it was such like a sturdy pastry kind of casing and it was like a really because I always I probably prefer the pastry to the filling whenever I'm eating a pie like I'm always mm. like oh I love the pastry and like with that one obviously there's so much of it and it was like oh could talk about it all day but that was the best at the time when I was writing that article I was like I think this is the only way I can describe it and make it make sense <laughs> to everyone and I think everyone could imagine it but they are they're like plant pot size they're they're big pies um, and obviously you mentioned they're packed with heaps of local kind of suppliers help you out with the fillings and everything when you were coming up with the pies did you have like a pie like obviously you're saying when you're out eating like you were always missing something when you had stuff was there like a big brainstorm to get that perfect pie or was it just something that you're like right this is the pie we want this is, and we're just going to make it I think we knew that we couldn't go too wild too soon um we knew that I mean everybody said to us oh, everybody loves a pie um, so we tried to go for the classics, but yeah, there was many days in my kitchen and then the kitchen in Blackburn, sort of trialing different types of pies, sizes of pies, fresh pastry, cooked pastry, um, you know, different herbs in the pastry. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a pastry, pastry madness at the point. <laughs> and then along with that, the biggest, I think the biggest challenge is like the process. Um, because I remember Dale came out here, sorry, I'm in, in, in the house in, in Doris, and uh, Dale came out here and we spent the whole day, and I think we made about five pies. And <laughs> I remember thinking, how on earth, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a process, it's a labor of love, you know, making a pie. So when you're mm -hmm. at home, you know, you take the time to make the pastry and you go out and go to the butcher and you buy the best produce that you can and you come back and you, they had a complete mess of the kitchen, which it was that day, a complete mess. And um, yeah, it was just like, how are we going to scale this up so that we can actually produce enough to meet the demand eventually? I mean, yeah. at, the point, at this point, obviously, we didn't know that there was going to be a huge demand. Um, but yeah, I remember thinking at that point, right, we really need to, okay, we've got the recipes sort of sorted. I think the recipes we sort of knew we wanted, you know, a classic steak and ale, what are the classic mac? A classic chicken ham and leek um the sort of the originals um but then we knew down the line we wanted to sort of try with mutton try with lamb and then you know eventually want to do sort of goat and things like that 
Um, but we didn't want to completely scare people to start with. Mm-hmm. I've actually forgotten what does Breer actually mean. I always forget, and people listening might not actually know as well. So it's probably quite good to have this conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. No, I was going to say I'm trying to remember myself. Because <laughs> uh, it's a, a Doric word, isn't it? Breer. Yeah. So it means yeah. a grain beginning to sprout. Um, ah, okay. So the 42 studios sort of sent us a huge list of potential names and we said to them we wanted something that was Scottish but something that wasn't like cheesy or comedy. We wanted something that sounded sort of established and premium. Um, So that was a sort of scope that we gave them and then they came back with a few options and that one it was like there was almost two meanings to it, the grain beginning to sprout, which was a nice sort of nod to the wheat and mm-hmm. the grain, but also the sort of start of something new, what they put on, and also like something old turning into something new, like a humble pie sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's where that's where that came from. And it was lovely actually when we, we launched, um, we worked with Grace at Aberdeenshire Island Beef and sold the pies to our farm shop. And there was one lady there that had emailed us to say, I saw your name and I had to message you to say, um, when I was growing up, my dad always used to refer to the breer in the field and I didn't really know what he meant. Um, and now I can see it starting to sprout. So when you see that sort of first green in the field in the country anyway, out here, that's the that's the breer coming through. So, so yeah, it's really, really nice. That was a lovely message to get, actually. Love that. Good memories. Definitely. And uh, I know if I was to start up a business with my brother or sister, I don't think we would get the level of success that you guys have had because we would have each other by the neck all the time. We wouldn't get anything, we wouldn't get anything really done. Um, we'd be bickering all the time. How is that dynamic running a business with your brother? You know what? I don't think I could have done it without him, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to get emotional, but <laughs> Dale, is, Dale is incredibly like modest. He's mm-hmm. very level. He doesn't like to be the center of attention hence he's like he's hardly ever on instagram or if he is he's not happy about it <laughs> or you know you probably don't even know what it looks like because he, he hides away um he's very much like i'm here to do a job i'm here to you know deliver the best that i can he doesn't like the sort of the show around it mm-hmm. um but yeah anyway he's he's basically the opposite of me in that he's horizontal you know he's got the patience of an absolute saint he doesn't um, catastrophize or dramatize anything. He's just incredibly level and he's just really good at what he does. Um, and he's got a sense of humor as well. So yeah, I think like he's probably like a mate rather than a brother in some ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really lucky, really lucky to have him. I don't know if he would be so kind like me, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is why he doesn't, this is why he doesn't do podcasts. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure he, he would say the same really lucky he's, he's my younger brother he's 11 months younger than me but um he's got a good mature head on him so yeah we've made we've made a good team and I think there's been a lot of trust as well like I know we're we've got the same appreciation of what's good that quality and what we expect of each other and I think we've just I mean there was a few things to start with obviously we were overlapping but we soon learned that right that's your role you mm-hmm. do that I'll be my role and then together we'll we'll be able to progress this so yeah. So yeah, it's it's worked it's worked really well, um, and obviously the rest of the family has been usually involved as well. Yeah, that's a great dynamic to have. And I was just gonna um, say that you don't have to scroll down Instagram far to see that like your mum, your sister, and your dad are kind of involved in helping out at Breer and the Bray as well. Um, what was what was life 
growing up like for you guys? Was was food a big part of growing up? Um, I think it was very not typical or traditional is probably the wrong word. It was very meat and two veg. I think is mm-hmm. the way to describe yeah. it. Mince and tatties was an absolute staple in the house. Um, you know, I remember mum sort of going to the butcher and that was like, you know, that was a good day. That meant, you know, there was going to be mince and tatties. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but we never sort of wanted for anything and if we or needed anything. And if we wanted something, you know, mum and dad would work really hard to to get that for us. And um, yeah, like growing up, I think the word that describes life was it was really supportive, I think. And mm-hmm. that sort of continued throughout you know there's never been any questioning with fear or break mom and dad have been like right okay right we're, we're, we're doing we're it on we're helping <laughs> what do you want us to do sort of thing and you know my dad even you know being a little kp and running around and um, <laughs> serving serving things and doing dishes and you know he's, he's happy to sort of just get involved um but yeah growing up definitely very supportive um you know school was just hard for me um the, the sort of standout moments I remember was like crying in the hallway trying to learn the recorder and my oh, dad just like me. <laughs> I just can't do it um and then you know my dad sort of being so patient teaching me fractions you know which was just hell at the time <laughs> um and then my mom you know being really supportive when I went through like growing up like bullying and body issues and, and all that and yeah like one of the the big things that sticks with me and it's she she wrote me a post and it said um you're a fighter you'll make it big it's yeah I think that was it it was like don't underestimate us mm-hmm. we might have had nothing um or not nothing that's the wrong word I wouldn't hate for my mom and dad to think that but you know we didn't have the best of everything but we had each other mm-hmm. a really small family there's very little extended family so we just had each other and we just had to sort of get on with it and you know my dad learned like that from from his mum you know she was an absolute grafter as well brought up two boys herself and um did everything you know she was DIY through and through for sure which then was passed to my dad and then passed things to us so so yeah I think the overall theme was support and you know let's do it let's just get on with it um and see what happens so yeah so yeah we're really fortunate and I'm guessing you never managed to learn to play the guitar, the recorder. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hard one. (laughs) Music was just not my my thing. Um, I actually laughed with my my partner about it and remember being at school together and um, he's not very musical either. And um, I don't know if, if it was the same at your school, but we had to do like a practice on the drum and he had to play the drum and then I had to do this <laughs> what's it called simple uh, thing so so yeah you know it's just you know, we're not a very musical family yeah. um but that's okay we can't <laughs> It can't be That's can't nice. be pie makers and musical <laughs> masters either. <laughs> I used to absolutely hate this is like off topic, but I used to absolutely hate record like music. I'm just I don't have patience. Like I like try and do something and if I don't get it in a a week, I'm like, oh, what's the point? Not doing it. Um and recorder, like I remember at school, the whole class obviously had to do it. I remember mm-hmm. I used to, used to pretend. I used to just like just move the fingers and do whatever. <laughs> I never got caught out, surprisingly. Um, but I used to I used to dread. Read the recorder. I don't know why oh. they bother. Te- I don't know why they bother teaching it. 
I don't know really why. I mean, it's great. I'm, I'm so envious of those who can be creative in that way. But oh, yeah. no, that just that wasn't my one. No, no, no. We'll stick to pies. We'll stick to pies. And you guys are by no means um, slowing down. You've recently opened uh, Bray at Chapleton. So how's that all going? And how did it come about as well? Yeah, it's going. It's going really well. Um, it's you've been started... open two, two weeks, two, three weeks. No, we just opened on Friday. Friday, yeah okay there yeah, we go. Wow. so just the 29th of July was when we sort of officially opened we had a few soft opening days beforehand which was my mum's idea which was great because honestly if we'd just thrown ourselves into it on the Friday I don't know what would have happened um so yeah we did a few sort of soft openings that we didn't post on social media or shout about we just sort of quietly opened the door mm-hmm. and then thought if it's an absolute disaster we'll just sort of Slowly close the door uh-huh. um, and nobody, <laughs> <laughs> nobody will know about it. Um, but we decided that I don't know why, complete madness looking back the last few weeks, but we decided the Chapelton um, 10k would be a good sort of first soft yep. opening day. And um, so my partner was running the 10k, and um, we thought, well, it would be a great opportunity, it's great exposure because there was hundreds of people running the race, um, lots of supporters coming as well. And um, the boxes as well at Chapelton were open. So I thought, well, it's going to be a great event. Um, and it was just, it was just unbelievable. Um, the amount of people looking for a coffee. Um, and obviously being a barista is um, a completely new skill for me. Um, one that I'm learning and I think I'm doing okay at. Um, thanks, thanks to Figment. Um, they've been very patient and very supportive with the training. Um, but yeah, it's just like any job. You know, it takes a good six months or so to mm-hmm. feel like you're competent in it um it's a complete career change for me as well and you know it's it's fighting some imposter syndromes and fighting that confidence um pushing yourself to do it and then for my mom as well you know she's never used uh, a till before you know for example mm-hmm. I mean it sounds so basic but it's not it's like any job there's there's things you have to learn and there's process to improve on and so anyway, that day was a huge, huge learning curve. Um, yeah. You know, we, we changed a lot of the actual physical layout around to make things easier. And then sort of had a bit of a debrief. And then we opened again um, on the day of the Chapelton Farmers Market, which again was really, really busy. But I think it was a little bit improved because we waited until the peak had passed. So it was more like a trickle. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yep. So that worked really well. And then we had a few soft openings since then. So... So yeah, that was a real good learned experience. Um, so yeah, we opened on the 29th and it's going, it's going really well. Like I feel lighter. I mean, it's, it's obviously a huge responsibility and um, I don't think I'm stressed. I think that's a good, a good place to be. Mm-hmm. I think my whole career till this point has been stress and burnout and worry. Um, but I think it's almost like I'm finally doing something that I feel I could be good at um, naturally. So that's that's a nice place to be. That sort of does make you feel lighter. Um, and I think, like I said, um, actually before the podcast, what I was saying was I think that everything before has led to this point. Um, so everything with Breer, everything with school, everything with their careers beforehand, you know, everything has sort of built that skills and that experience to take to break to try and make Mm -hmm. it best it can be so yeah it's exciting it's exciting to see what we can do there and it's exciting to watch like from a follower like it's it's great to just see the 
I had, it's every time someone asks me like oh where like who should I be getting food from in Aberdeen or where should I go and I'm always saying anywhere that you can get a beer pie so yeah. I would always say to people I'd be like you need to, anywhere that you can get it like they're such a good thing to have like if anyone's like doing like platters at home or they're doing like having people around and might get some beer pies in there when it's like a story like yours that you've come like you've literally grown it and you just went with your passion like it's such a great story to watch online and I feel like I know you guys I literally this is the first time we've ever actually spoke <laughs> but like I've always like messaging on like Instagram like just say like anything like just to um like anything you're doing I'm like like a fly like straight on it like just like look at it it's, just, it's really great to watch I think other people I would see. say the same as uh, what I've just said there because it's an, a really nice thing to see on a social feed because we get so much guff sometimes and negative things on social media that it's actually nice to get some nice stories like that so you're doing a great job thank you thank you I really really appreciate that and it's nice that people coming into Bray now and, and, and feeling the same you know they've, they've watched the journey even it's even not Breer but from the start of Bray you know the amount of feedback we get on just like oh love the paint color or mm-hmm. oh wow it looks fantastic or um love the lights you know it's just like little things like that that make such a difference and then we had um a grandma and her, her grandson in the other day and she was and I was speaking about Dale and she was like oh yeah it's your brother and it was so nice <laughs> she's like I feel like I know you but I've never met you before and I was like oh that's yeah. you know it's nice you're putting things out there like yourself you know um and maybe you, you see the likes and you see some comments but it's going out to actual people mm-hmm. um so it's nice when you get the other side of that and you can actually interact with them and that's what's been so lovely with like the markets as well mm-hmm. um we've got you know, an absolute loyal support, supporter um, in Charlie. She comes to most of the markets. She's always like her biggest cheerleader online. She's introduced her her parents and her family and they've <laughs> come into Bray. So she's like an absolute amazing sort of Breer Pico um, cheerleader. And there's so many like that as well. So it's it's so yeah. lovely. And um, no, we really, we really appreciate it. It's like your extended family. That's Absolutely. That's it. That's it. Definitely. Yeah. And on the topic of kind of like people loving the paint colours and things, I know on one of your uh, reels that you shared, you did like your panelling around the side of the cafe. How easy was that to do? Because I'm wanting to do it in my <laughs> in my house, but <laughs> I don't want to start if it's a if it's a lost cause. Um, it was okay for me. It wasn't okay for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of um, gave him the idea, and he says, "Well, yeah, that looks that looks really good." Um, so multiple trips to B and Q to get sheets of MDF and cutting strips of it and priming it and painting it and gluing it and <laughs> painting it so yeah it was it was definitely a labor of love but it has given it that sort of unique and sort great. of warm homely feel I think um so yeah it was definitely worth the graft but I think we would have probably been open about two months ago if, if we didn't do the silent <laughs> It's a cafe and lifestyle store that you've got and you've got your pies you've got your sausage rolls quiches wholesome foods uh, from the kitchen and plenty of cakes and bakes with um, the addition of figment coffee as well which is always a winner what other scottish products can shoppers expect when they're in other scottish products so in the lifestyle store we sort of wanted to offer something that we'd never seen in Aberdeen before actually and um, there's a few local suppliers like um We've got Tookswood, Adrian Tookswood, he made our lovely um, boards for us, sort of like our display boards, and those are on the shelf as well. So, you know, they're, I think it's Swedish Candle Company on Facebook and Instagram, so it's not exactly what you would expect. So 
definitely check them out and um, they attend like the Bonnie Moore market and things like that where they do lovely boards and it's just such a craft and he puts like so much effort and so much passion into it and um, so it's lovely to work with him Dukeswood's just in Stonehaven as well so it's lovely to know that it's been sort of grown in Aberdeenshire and made in Aberdeenshire as well um, and it's not stocked anywhere else you know so it's some it's something completely unique so that's really that's lovely crazy. Um, other Scottish produce, um, Juno General Store. I sort of came across them on Instagram. Oh, I don't think I've heard about them. No, um, they. I think I was just drawn to the branding. I'm a bit of a fucker for for a good bit of branding or, or a nice yeah. label. Um, but thankfully, the the taste lives up to it as well. So so that's always good. Um, but yeah, they do sort of preserves and really nice sort of sauces. So they're based in Glasgow. They're small batch preserves. Um. So yeah, really enjoying working with them. And that's sort of been the best seller so far, actually, in the lifestyle store. Um, we're also working with Amy Britton. Um, she's based in Stirling. So they get Harris Tweed fabric made specifically for them. And they make sort of cosmetics bags, glasses cases, um, makeup bags and things. So they're really lovely. Um, a proper cheat. Um, they're on the sort of pricier side of the, the spend, but um definitely worth it and a really nice gift and a unisex product as well um so really nice um we're dealing with Aberdeenshire honey as well so we're stocking those and um others from further further afield as well we've got the happy newspaper which I absolutely love and we've sort of taken sheets of those papers and put them in the bathrooms and just sort of spread a little bit of joy with those um and further afield as well we're we're dealing with hearth hot chocolate um so they are sort of a naturally vegan chocolate brand they're actually based down in bath um again i think i came across them on instagram and they just sort of reached out a really a small producer as well where they do lovely like chocolate bonbons and hot chocolate and chocolate bars and really sort of unusual flavors inspired by nature um so when i reached out they sent me one of their smoky chili chocolate bars which Initially, even I was kind of like, ooh, not sure about that, but I tried it and it was it was delicious. So so that and their sort of um, winter sauce, this hot chocolate is just amazing. So so yeah, we're working with them for Lifestyle Store, but also using their hot chocolate barista styles for our hot chocolates we're serving in the cafe as well. Um, so yeah, a good, a good range and hopefully, you know, a reason to come and see us as well. Um, it's not available everywhere locally hopefully we've got a good mix of local Scottish and further afield as well that people can enjoy. Amazing and you planted some seeds for upcoming birthdays I have coming up so I will be coming <laughs> to stock up. Yeah that's, like, that's it that's exactly it. We've that's got, what you need yeah. sometimes stuff that you can't find everywhere and it's not easily, easily yeah. accessible it's nice. Exactly and you know we've got like nice paper and we're going to get sort of gift boxes as well so that it can just be a you know come and stop off and get something nice box up and then you let them leave or even some cakes to take away you know it's it's difficult to get that in Aberdeen actually somewhere mm -hmm. that you can go and get a nice box and some nice yeah. loose paper you know it's amazing <laughs> what that can do to make it feel like a proper cheat when you go around to somebody's yeah. house with a nice presented sort of cake or bake so so yeah and then hopefully by the time Christmas comes we'll have nice gift boxes and present that so that it's a, a solution for people you know yeah. they can come and get something totally different but nice love it and you're literally a stone's throw from the boxes at Chapelton you're not far from there and we had Natalia from Wandering Greys on um 
we've all recorded with her um for series three i don't know where she's gonna be placed so you might be this one might be before her or she might oh, be right, okay, I don't okay. Know. yeah Who i knows? like i hadn't heard that one but Who knows? Yeah, um, so yeah, so she um, was on and we were speaking about how obviously the boxes is such a kind of special development that you don't see in many places around and especially new build developments and things. Um, but there like, seems to be a real sense of community at Chapelton. That community spirit, is that like leading to success of like small brands that are moving there, do you think? I think so. I think that there's just such a human factor behind it. You know, a lot of us have had, you know, or are still working double jobs you know or this is the start of a new business or a second business like the Lou pre-love labels are coming in and then replenish from still haven and then you know the omnia girls they you know um they've got their own businesses as well so it's like it's just an absolute passion you know that they're sort of creating there and i think people see that and i think certainly chapelton um, and else development company who's sort of managing managing the sort of um, new town they definitely want that and I think all the people who are moving to Shabbleton and live there want that too mm-hmm. and it's there is such a real sense of community about you know all the dog walkers they want back and say hello or morning or it's just it's, it's things like that it's just so important and when the new businesses come you know all the businesses sharing each other's stories and congratulating and liking and you know giving feedback and well, Shona in particular at Aberdeen Wellness in Reflectology she's just moved in around the same time as us and you know, she's the loveliest person. She's so supportive. She's constantly messaging. You know, she was messaging me so much before we even both opened that I feel about like I knew her. So, so yeah, it's it's really lovely. And then the guys, Josh and Mark at Mr. Dunn's, which is a hairdresser there as well. You know, they've been coming in regularly for their cappuccinos and their sausage rolls already. So it's really nice to see each other supporting. Um, and then obviously, as well as the boxes, there's the other businesses, including the lounge at Chapelton, which is just next door to us. Um, so I've been going there for years. Kate's been my hairdresser for years and it's just lovely to get their support as well. Um, I'm taking a few deliveries, which, <laughs> um, <laughs> which has been so lovely of them. Definitely owe them a, a few coffees. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a definite sense of community, not just with the businesses, but I think the whole, the whole place. You know, yeah. it's a new town. Everybody wants to create something really special there. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's amazing because you're like, kind of towns are losing that sense of community like over the years but it's nice that they've managed to just pull that back and as you say people are moving there for that sense of community yeah so definitely. It's, it's definitely yeah. a great place to live 100 percent. and when you're you're not flinging out pies and you're not uh, off your feet in the ever off your feet in the cafe um what is that comfort food that you always find yourself dreaming of when you just need to take a breather <laughs> if you get a breather that is <laughs> if, you, if you ever get a break <laughs> You know what? I I don't have that's maybe controversial, but I don't think I've got comfort food. I think I used to comfort eat family mm. size Sainsbury tiramisu yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, while I was at uni, which then made me go to Weight Watchers afterwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think yeah, I think comfort food comes for me when I'm like unhappy. So there's a bigger issue there. Okay. Definitely. Um, so no, I don't know if that doesn't really answer your question, but um, that's all right. We don't all do um, have I, it. You know, fruit and nut chocolate is always a good one. Um, oh yeah. Or a sort of sea salt and soul chicken fillets and chips. Can't you go know? wrong. Can't go Can't wrong. Can't go wrong. No. Oh. 
Okay, so the engine is running and we're ready to kick off on this food safari across Scotland. So, Jodie, you've got the power to pause time and travel anywhere in Scotland for a special food expedition. Uh, You've decided to dine, start our main dessert and grab an after dinner uh, drink as well. Where are you going and what are you ordering? This is such a funny question because honestly, like my hobby is food. Um, It's the only thing... (laughs) Like, it's the only thing that I know anything about in, like, um, pub quizzes or family <laughs> quizzes at Christmas. It's, it's my only sort of speculative subject. I've got no other knowledge <laughs> about anything. Um, so, yeah, so my starter, I think I'm going to have to pick more than one. Um, some recent, some from the past. So I went away for my birthday to Moffat just like Dumfries and Galloway good probably eight or nine years ago and I still remember these garlic mushrooms so I, I was trying to think where on earth the place was but it was such a cute little pub that was doing some sort of valentine's menu that we were away for because my birthday lands around valentine's day and yeah these garlic mushrooms were just absolute bee's knees um so that was my first one and then I went to Silver Darling on Tuesday which is the first time I've ever been there after years of us like me and my partner saying oh we should really go we should really go and we went there on Tuesday and we had the chili garlic prawns with um it was like Spanish paprika and sun-dried tomato bread Mm -hmm. it was delicious it was it was really good really good me and, so I would... me and my girlfriend were there on Saturday and she had it and I can confirm it is amazing yeah. <laughs> it's really good yeah it was the so, bread. so good it was, it was so simple but mm-hmm. again it's something simple just done really really well and yeah. really well seasoned and um just good produce so so yeah amazing really really good definitely go back just for the prawns so yeah that's my sort of two nice starters. that's your starters great choices where are you um, off to for your main for my main, so we went away to Doors, uh, just outside Inverness, um, again, must be about eight or nine years ago. But I still talk about this dish, which was, um, it was at the Doors Inn, actually, um, and I saw it online and I thought I'd love to go there. So we went there and I had um, ox cheeks with like a creamy mash and a red wine jus. And it was the first time I'd properly had ox cheeks and it was just melt in the mouth, delicious, proper quality meat. And just like, again, just something simple, but it's done so, so well. Um, you know, slow braised, just falling apart. Just, it was just beautiful. Um, so yeah, I still, I still think about that. Nice. <laughs> this day. And imagine, um, imagine a tranquil kind of location as well, up there as well. Yeah, just like a cute little sort of, I guess, country pub sort of thing, really low mm-hmm. ceilings, but just really welcoming, warming. Um, so yeah, just... That's it. It's all about the atmosphere as well. It's not just the food, isn't it? Definitely. And it's just the perfect mix. So yeah, that's 100%. that's definitely my main there. Beautiful. And where would you be going for your dessert? For dessert. So I don't know if it really counts as a dessert, but it's sweet. So so we'll go with it. Um, so Michelle from Trellis, obviously from Melt, mm-hmm. yeah. um, came to the last farmer's market and gave Dale and I a vegan cinnamon roll. And it was... <laughs> It was absolutely delicious. Um, me and Dale hadn't had breakfast, and you know, it was, it was <laughs> just what you needed. It's, you know, the adrenaline's pumping. You're just you're you're kind of nervous. You don't uh, you don't want to eat sort of beforehand, 
and um, she kindly came along with this sort of surprise box and and Dale's he's a hard guy to please you know um, <laughs> and he was like oh my god like that's so delicious that is so good um he's like if we can get those delivered for Bray um we will be doing that oh, so, so yeah I've put that inquiry out there um so yeah fingers crossed one day that would be um amazing but yeah they were they were something special so definitely she is so talented she's so talented as well Michelle I think she could just touch anything and make it taste good like she just has that knack and she's she's amazing it's really good definitely yeah and she's also one of the stories that I I followed as well and was like totally inspired by and Mm -hmm. felt like I knew her and then when she came to the to the stall she sort of walked up and I was like Michelle (laughs) (laughs) I know I recognize you and it's, it's such a strange sort of it's like a celebrity moment you're like it's Michelle it's Michelle (laughs) and I think I was just sort of like oh my goodness like a like it was great to meet her and the vegan role and then I I was like I didn't even give her a free pie you know (laughs) (laughs) the shame the shame but um no she was lovely to meet and um yeah definitely check out trellis there's there's some display counter there and the salads as well and the sort of the paninis again it's somewhere you would travel to it does something simple but does it really really well yeah. um in a lovely environment as well definitely really nice and what would you be getting for an after dinner tipple so I think I do enjoy a glaver and um, I do I do enjoy a glaver and also an espresso martini so I think although I've not had one there I thought you know where it'd be nice at the Taymouth Marina I don't know if you've ever been no um it's where they've got the hot box on Lochte um okay so it's just like a really beautiful setting where there's like outdoor seating and there's like a fire pit and things like that and it just look over um Lochte sun setting with a nice little glaive that would be that would be oh I I could nod along and act like I know what a glaive is what is a (laughs) glaive it's like a whiskey liqueur so it's not like oh is it oh okay nice very very sweet um, ah, nice. But just with a little bit of ice, I think it's yeah, delicious. A stepping, a stepping stone to whiskey. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I've never <laughs> went that far. No, no I, don't, I think yeah, there's no point in forcing it. But yeah, I believe no. as far as I can go. It's a Scottish drink as I can get. I think. Oh, lovely! Oh, that sounds absolutely. And again, location cracker of a location by the sounds of it. Yeah, we went. My sister and I went down for her birthday earlier in the year. It usually gets sort of sold out. So there's like an outdoor container that's heated um and it's very much like a hot cold um sensation so there's like buckets where you pour water over your head and then you get in the steam room or you jump in there's a slide into block oh, cool um yeah it sounds cool but <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounds cool when you actually do it it is Baltic <laughs> when you get there and um you're in the hot tub and you oh, this is beautiful and then you think right I've came all the way here to go on this slide um so you have to so my sister and I were were sitting in there um we've done sort of like hot cold sort of experience with the bucket although I kind of missed the bucket a good four or five times so it's kind of a half <laughs> hour of cold water um but yeah we went in the hot box and we were there and there was a couple of other girls there and they were like us They're like oh are we going to do it are we not going to do it um and we thought well we've come all the way here we have to do it so it was about five to the sort of allotted time point that we had to leave. And we just sort of looked to each other and said, right, you know, five or three, two, one, 
let's just go and we went and we did it and it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> straight up the nose um oh, no. so cold um you're just shivering like a leaf afterwards but um yeah cold immersion cold immersion is uh maybe overrated i think <laughs> yeah. at least you've done it and you know you don't have to do it again well, so it. it's that's fine it. you know you've ticked off and you've tried it that's it it's peer pressure and it's done so it's all done yeah but no the, I, it's a really lovely location i've never been anywhere like that in scotland and it's just so nicely done so relaxing so totally recommend it for very oh, cheap consider it on my list definitely mm-hmm. um okay so this series i'm asking guests to share their pain points when it comes to food so whether it's um service menu items table manners we're getting all sorts this year so what is your pet peeve or peeves when it comes to food? Um, definitely bad seasoning. Oh, really. Yeah. Yeah, there's just, there. there's no, there's just absolutely no excuse to it. You know, you've, you've got like the best meat. You've, you know, you put that talent and that skill into creating something. And just like what, you know, a little bit of salt or worst case, worst case chicken stock cube sorts out everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, add a little bit of flavor. But yeah, bad seasoning is just unforgivable and a hard tassie <laughs> there's nothing worse than a hard tassie oh yeah so um that's my two <laughs> I might get that printed in a frame bad seasoning is <laughs> I can't remember what you just said but it's good I'll, when I record it I'll <laughs> when I go back to edit yeah unforgivable that's it I'm getting that printed <laughs> in the kitchen bad seasoning is unforgivable <laughs> absolutely love that Okay, so hearing your story, I knew it was going to be inspiring to hear it in person rather than everything I've kind of known over the years. But obviously, think back to when you were in your hallway, learn, trying to learn the recorder, knowing what you know now and starting up Breer Pie and being at the Bray, like, what would you tell yourself in that moment when you were struggling? Oh, that's a really good question. Um... I know that wasn't on your briefing sheet, but I just, I just like, I think this is a good one to ask. No, I love, I love that question. I do sort of, I do think back a lot about that because I've been such a worrier. So mm-hmm. I think I would just tell myself, like, don't worry so much. Like you're just punishing yourself twice. Um, I think that's, that's definitely the biggest learning. And I'm still, I'm still learning that now, to be honest. But yeah, I was such a, I just worried about everything, whether it was like the, you know, the English talk that was happening in six weeks time. Like I would take the notification as, right, let's start worrying now, you know, mm-hmm. um, and things would be fine. Or, oh, what happens if I don't pass this exam? Or what happens if I don't get into uni? Or what happens if I don't get the job? And I've always got this like sort of, I need to get there. And, you know, you're climbing the ladder, you're getting there. But I think you just put so much pressure on yourself when you're younger. And I yeah. think it's almost like you just got to trust the process. So, so certainly that I think I've learned a lot from my partner, actually, he sort of, I've just sort of rushed through everything. I think I've just tried to cram and everything. Um, but I think it's just, don't worry so much. Enjoy the moment and try and be as, as present as you can. Um, Cause it just goes so quick. Yeah. And I, I know I'm not, I know I'm not, well, hopefully I'm not in my deathbed. I'm not 90, but I think it's good to know that now. And most of the time, things just work out. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be the way you thought it was going to be. Definitely, everything um, always comes. Everything always comes together in the end, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, when you're younger, sure. obviously, you've not got the perspective of growing up when you're younger, so you just think everything's <laughs> the worst. Because I'm the same as you. I'm I'm a worrier, um, trying to get better and not worrying and catastrophizing and stuff. But 
yeah you do like when you're younger you've got no perspective so it does feel like the worst thing ever when you hear like kids putting pressure on themselves at exams and stuff you're like this is not like like if you fail it it's fine it's not going to ruin your life you're going to get through it I think similar to you but I just put so much pressure on myself to try and be perfect Mm -hmm. um and it's just it's just unattainable and I think it's just like having that realistic expectation just you just do you sort of thing yeah Um, exactly just try and sort of be yourself and as authentic as you possibly can and and sometimes it's just like taking a minute isn't it to be like how do you feel Uh, what do you want to do is this good for me um certainly like the biggest learning recently I left my my last job just um in March there and it's probably getting a little bit deep now but you know I didn't know is it is it the job that's making me feel unwell or am I unwell it's making me not like the job Mm-hmm. and it's just like just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's for you yeah. um so yeah I think that and like you say when you're younger just do what fill what sort of lights you up what fills you up and um, don't feel that you have to follow that ladder that you know you get the A's you go to uni you you know get your two one or your first or whatever and then you have to get the job and then you have to get the house and you have to get the car and you have to get married oh, yeah. and you have, to have kids and like people just I just feel like people get sort of like dragged through that um so yeah sorry it's getting a little bit deep but I have I have thought about that a lot sort of recently and yeah it's just stop worrying so much just you just you do you and um just trust the process it'll work out in the end I love that that's a great place to leave the chat as well um I'm always I like it when it goes a bit deep as well uh, food, <laughs> food brings out all moments in us um but no I think that is such a, a good lesson just trust the process like just go go with it and just see what happens and it, things always work out it might not work out straight away but it works out in the end you've just got to just got to go with it and what's the point in stressing when you can just do whatever it's, it's definitely easy saying that for sure yeah for sure. 100% um oh don't worry don't stress it don't sweat the small stuff um but yeah just take a breather and try and not get sort of wrapped up in it and and it's definitely the whole worry thing do sort of tell myself that again and again it's like mm-hmm. why are you worrying about something that you don't know is going to happen yes. yes or um and things like that it's just it's just complete you are punishing yourself twice punishing yes. yourself for a reality that isn't happening or is yeah. likely to happen so yeah 100 percent put a lot of pressure on ourselves but um it's time to have a bit of fun I think exactly I think this could open up the door to a second podcast where we speak about a completely different topic and it's not food related it's about (laughs) this sort of theme because I could talk about this theme all day oh yeah that's one for another day um but that takes us to the end of this edition episode thank you so much for joining me Jodie I'm glad we managed to get get recording and I'll you'll catch me at Bray soon I'll be out there stocking up in that Scottish supplies and probably <laughs> buying your whole stock of sausage rolls. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Dishing It, the podcast all about food in Scotland. All the businesses and accounts mentioned in today's episode are detailed in the show notes below so you can add them straight onto your food list. If you've liked today's episode, remember to subscribe, like, review, share the podcast, you know the script all helps in spreading the food inspiration far and wide and if you've really liked today's show and you'd love to show your support for the podcast i don't ask for much you can buy me a coffee through the link below it all helps in making future episodes of the podcast so small violin packed away for another day join me next time for more food chats and food frolics all across scotland 
Stay safe, eat well, and speak soon.